Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Welcome everyone. This is a quantum conversation and we are talking about our mastery today with Ascension Master Christoph Melchizedek, who is here to share on Planet Earth's Ascension Update. Christoph, thank you. Welcome back to the show. Beautiful. Thank you, Lauren. It's always a great honor and privilege and pleasure to be joined you in your beautiful show. And thank you for all the wonderful illuminatory work you're doing and bringing so many wonderful people to, to your audience, to your show, creating so much illumination and inspiration for people. And I'm just pleased to be back here with you sharing my little piece of what I've been exploring and investigating and, and noticing from the higher realms down here on earth. So, so thank you once again. Well, it's always our pleasure to have you. We really are in a time where we are feeling the higher dimensional energies. We are feeling the creative energies. And yet at the same time, there's so much more clearing that comes up. Here we are just passing through uh, a holiday gateway here in the U.S. It's our Thanksgiving holiday that launches into the Christmas holiday. And it's just interesting, the things that come up for clearing it's it's a deep level and it also makes us wonder oh my gosh is it ever going to be over right can you talk a little bit about that yeah well absolutely well you know given our time period we've just come through uh, a full moon and this particular theme of the full moon uh, of course heightens everything every full moon but this particular full moon was all about this kind of bringing to the surface like you know any any anger any kind of aggression any type of thing because it was a little bit of a mars energy so all of this coming up uh was so some of you noticed that and of course you were put right back into the cauldron for our american friends of being in the very place where it all where all your conditioning and programming began with thanksgiving and sometimes you're wondering why you thanks you call it thanksgiving sometimes when you're <laughs> placed back into these containers with all of these things are coming up for clearing but of course it is that wonderful opportunity to take personal ownership for anything that's coming to the surface anytime you feel triggered anytime you feel you know uh, prodded or poked it's never the other it's always oneself and it gives us that opportunity to see what's underneath our emotional upset or reactions and as we drop into that we can begin to become the investigator of our own consciousness and use our, our expanded awareness to explore oh this is interesting I feel very triggered now rather than project blame and, and with this um, attitude and, and, and perception with the compassionate detached witness we can begin to explore what's really underneath that and, and we explore our thoughts and emotions and then underneath that you know, we're, we're going to find some information that can pertain to any kind of um, unmet needs that were created, certainly in that family container. And underneath that, the beliefs that were formulated based around those unmet needs of the lower chakras and the woundings. And so the higher dimensional energy that you spoke of that is coming into the planet is doing its job by accelerating. These faster wavelengths are coming in and bringing up to the surface 
stuff that's still in the basement. And what your comment about will this ever end? Well, this is the journey you see. This is the, the pathless path, as beautiful Krishnamurti used to call it, is, is your golden path. And the path is ever unfolding. It is eternal. You know, even when you don't have a physical vessel, you're still working on your spiritual growth. From a soul, you've just you know, made the conscious decision to come into earth to accelerate that experience of soul growth in a non-physical form by having a physical embodiment. So these opportunities such as Thanksgiving, such as the full moon that raises everything to the surface, allows whatever's in the engine to be looked at, to be investigated, to be explored. And with that, you can transcend some of those states and, and begin to be able to move further, deeper, and uh, through your through the shadow states into the higher vibratory frequencies. And it does get easier. What happens is that the reactions get a little bit less jagged. The reactions become more smooth. The, the, you become less triggered and you enter into more flow and harmony. So I don't feel we need to see it as necessarily a bad thing. It is an opportunity for growth. <laughs> see, that's beautiful. So if we can uh, remember that as we're going through it, those triggers where we watch ourselves and we can see how, oh, perhaps that person offended me. Well, if that person offended me, what is it that created, right? If that's the responsibility that you're talking about is to really look at that, to go into it, to, to track those feelings, to, to go deep within ourselves and to feel those emotions that come up. And you're right, it does get easier. I had an interesting time processing a situation that I personally went through. And when I took the time to do it. It was amazing to see how quickly I got to the core wound and, and then tracked it to a past lifetime. And yes, some tears came up, but it was like just for a few seconds. And so that's a clearing. We're going to talk about a clearing protocol today because you have an ultimate clearing protocol. You've helped so many people through this that you've come up with ways to, to clear it. So um, talk a little bit about that because, like you said, it doesn't have to last that long, but it's this awareness that actually goes quantum and changes it. Mm, absolutely. I mean, everything is just simply energy and vibratory frequency stored and littered around our vessel. And because we've had, you know, thousands upon thousands, most likely, of quantum life experiences this information bleeds through into this this you know experience we're having in this here now moment in this physical vessel and so like you experience sometimes you can be in an innocuous comment and all of a sudden you find yourself like either seething on the inside or like really upset and you go wow where is this coming from i mean when we do many of these transformational um tours that you you know you've been tracking us on whether it's you know been egypt or many places around the world the most recent israel jordan you know it is so common for people to literally step on the land and and the frequency of the land at a certain place or a certain sacred site just floods their system with so much emotion and, and sadness or anger or whatever. It just comes up. It's just really prevalent. And, and we have this, you know, so many times. And the, the key piece to recognize is that is the wound. And the, the, the wound is a painful episode from the past, whether it's this lifetime or experience, or maybe it's even something ancestrally that our ancestors have karmically, you know, put in motion. 
And that is, you know, that law of cause and effect where they have something in the ancestral line has operated out of divine, um, divine alignment, out of natural law, creating a karmic consequence for that causal point that hasn't yet had a return path in their life and gets sent down the, down the chain, so to speak, into the ancestral line. And you can keep recurring these patterns, um, be it you know, from childhood conditioning. Wherever it comes from, this wound is almost like this little, a little piece of fracturing of our soul's energy gets kind of um, held in isolation. And that little piece of our consciousness gets held in separation. It's almost like a scab, like a physical scab gets put around the outside of it and it gets held like a little block. And inside there is the same pain that we felt at the very time that wounding happened. And so what happens is that we form these layers of defenses, of wall, mask, ego, all these kind of control systems that are all aiming to keep any energy that has the same vibration similar to this in a similar constellation. When that is presented in the field around us, all these defenses kick off as a form of protection against the wound. So when you're triggered, it is simply your defenses triggering something that is held as a painful memory in your consciousness. So therefore, we can say, oh, it's not this person who's being mean to me. It's our perceptions of this person being mean reminds us of the painful episode from our past. And what happens is often you go what's known as analogical. You go beyond time and you end up operating from the five-year-old five-year-old wounded child or the other past life that happened or whatever. You end up acting out from that consciousness because you're kind of trapped in that consciousness for that wounding. And so what I've noticed over the years is that there's, you know, uh, there seems to be a, a – um, uh, there's a very, I've found a very, you know, s simple and clear methodology or path to overcome things. And usually a lot of these traumas and wounds are linked to the deficiencies that were born out in the various chakras or energetic centers that go through their own psychological and spiritual social psychological um, phases of development versus various age markers. You know, the first year of life really is that first shark where then we come up to, you know, up until about four, four years old, up until the second and third, up until about seven years old. And so it goes on up the, up the line. And these energy centers have been holographically programmed um, at that corresponding age of time that can, can have these deficiencies. And therefore they adjust the amount of frequency they allow into the system based upon what's happening in the field around us. Suddenly something presents itself in the field, um, links to perhaps, I'll make something up here, um, perhaps linked to the fact that our parents didn't develop enough self-esteem on us by building us up, by telling us off a little, little bit more much in school, always demanding more and more from us, never was enough. And then when at a, at a work situation, something happens, asking more of us, we fall into the trap of the child just wanting our parents' attention and we end up in an emotional reaction. And this is how it kind of plays out. And so in terms of the a, a clearing protocols, I've, I've noticed that if you can begin to systematically work through the energy centers and have on call clearing protocols when you have the consciousness links to recognize and oh, this is an issue that's really around my third energy center. And you can have a, a, a release process to investigate the wound and a clearing process to clear it. You can move very, very quickly through the process. So 
I just developed a, a, a protocol, a generic protocol that was very, very thorough, linking of all the different aspects of woundings that, that I'd been tracking and notice over, over many, many years of healing and put it together in a protocol for people that they could come back to time and time again. It, it works sequentially, but also they can come back to it if, oh, I'm just being triggered here. It's a second chakra issue. I can do that clearing and, and, and they can start working through themselves. So that was just what I've been noticing to rather than have to deal with, you know, one-on-one -on -one sessions with healers all the time. It's something that people come back to and do run, run the, uh, the transmissions themselves rather than have to pay a healer or if they're not quite sure how to do it. So that's where the idea came from for developing a protocol for people like that. Well, we'll talk about that as well. That's in your special offer for those to work with that and really accelerate their clearing. Thank you. That, that's a powerful tool. Uh, I would like to actually talk about your role. You are a new earth architect and you actually travel the earth. Um, we're going to talk about the planetary update for Ascension, but I wanted to talk about your recent travel to Israel and my goodness, you really follow the energy rather than following an itinerary or the usual tour <laughs> signs. And this yeah. is where the magic happens. And we've had Judy Kelly on this show who she has felt the embodiment of Anna, Jeshua's grandmother, the mother of the Virgin Mary. And... So you had an experience with Anna's, the original cave of Anna with the birthplace of the Virgin Mary. Can you share that story for us? Ooh, I get chills on that. Yeah, uh, beautiful. It's actually uh, located, it is located in Israel, actually. We did Jordan and Israel together, but in Israel, it, it, was, it was located. Whenever you go to a sacred site, you're, you're stepping into the morphogenetic container that that is that is held there and within the within a particular land and then within a particular place or environment and whenever we individually um take our physical vessel we're constantly emitting um biophotonic light transmission emissions from those of you who've researched this type of thing the work of fitz albert pop shows us that we are we are constantly emitting biophotonic light from our dna and then, you know, from the, from the sciences of wave genetics, wave genetics shows us that whenever we emit a light, uh, our DNA, light, the particles of light of the quantum field wrap around our DNA. They shape and create, create around our DNA. Our DNA affects reality. So when you step on the land or the places where various masters or you know, highly illuminated souls, like, for example, Anna, the grandmother of Yeshua, she, she was a complete master a record keeper of the Essenes. She lived for eight, 900 years. She, you know, practiced the art and alchemy through the Magdalene um, line uh, of, of, you know, the light conception. She held those technologies. She held those understandings. She, she light conceived many babies, including Mary. She had 12 children, um, some of which were naturally conceived, some of which were light conceived, mm -hmm. but she was the real wisdom keeper, the, 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 the um, record keeper, I guess, of, of the whole Magdalene line uh, as part of the Essenes and had an extraordinary life in many different places. And so we, we did have the beautiful um, opportunity. And, and part of this is being in that flow, like 
I must, uh, I must admit, I did, I did fall in love with our tour guide, Khalil, because we speak of woundings and triggers, and his wounding is control. He has to be in control. So he was so lovely and so flexible, uh, even though in the face of dealing with his own personal wounding of needing everything to be perfect and in control, because we keep changing the itinerary. And he, he knew that he during our conversations, he heard that, you know, I was quite into the uh, scenes, and he'd said that um, St. Anne's Church is in Israel, uh, is in Jerusalem. Um, you know, I know you're into this. Would you, would you like to go? I went, oh, my goodness, yes. I didn't even know it was there. And so that was all part of that beautiful synchronicity. So we dropped something else away. And it was a very important piece because it was a day after the 11th of the 11th um, um, uh, paradigm alignment, which we were there for. And, you know, any, any of you in, in this space of energy know that these timestamp markers are very powerful portals for programming. You know, 11 minutes on the 11th of the 11th, for, you can program your next 10 years of your life uh, in that window of 11 minutes on the 11th of the 11th at, at 11, 11 a.m. So, you know, we, the, the, I'll come back to that, what happened on that day later, but the, the very next day, because this was all about reprogramming density and things, the next day was this beautiful feminine expression. And, you know, we had this incredible um, energy that, that happened to many of the women uh, on, on our tour who had an incredible, powerful process, and they didn't even realize that they were right under the arch of um, the birthplace of Virgin of Virgin Mary. And they went through this extraordinary recalibration, four or five of them together, uh, with my beloved Alea really helping with her heart and bringing this new womb space into uh, one beloved who was holding a new matrix container for alignments of, of the universe. It was really such a beautiful experience. And my own personal experience, um, as we went down into the, uh, the cave and just sitting in this beautiful, pristine energy, I had a beautiful... Uh, for the you know a very powerful telepathic conversation with um, with Anna, uh, for the second time in my uh, experience, one time was on uh, elixirs and a ceremony. This time was in her was in her cave where uh, you know Virgin Mary was born, and it was a very really beautiful conversation with her, very touching and made me cry a little bit. And um, it was about my next phases of life, going into New Zealand and talking about setting up these communities and how it's important we bring back the community and for that the community to be now held around the children this is our next phase of evolution this is part of what we'll speak of today is the return of the innocence return of the child the um the the and how and how it's important for us to base our communities around the children and and this is what um, part of the intention is that i'm going back to new zealand is to be involved with the green school bali who's um a beautiful New Zealand couple are opening up uh, Green School New Zealand, which is a, a direct um, relationship to the Bali Green School. They're opening up uh, five new locations around the world, and New Zealand's the first of them to start developing these communities where the parents and the whole community is built around the children. And so there was this beautiful telepathic connection with Anna just, you know, um, sharing this is a very important next phase for humanity to, to not build society around us, but to build it around the children. So it was, it was really lovely. Wow, that's beautiful. And even the new earth for the children, that's, that's the role here. I know there's really a sense of the need to gather in a community here. Um, mm. And so many people are beginning to do that. I actually, I got the message, mobilization for unification 
So here we go. This is where more of us are going to be stepping up. We're going to be coming together. And um, this is the, the, the way showers of new earth, the leaders of new earth. So yeah. kudos to you for that. Congratulations on that green school project. Wow. That's really cool. Okay. Well, let's talk more about the 1111 gateway because that was really powerful. Maybe you want to talk a little bit about Ascension symptoms. Um, we have a request coming in from our chat line to talk about Ascension sy symptoms. And I wonder if anyone else has been feeling dizziness or vertigo since the 1111 gateway and maybe what that might mean. Yeah, I mean, uh, be beautiful. So, yeah, the 1111 gateway, we were we were guided to go, um, you know, I, I was guided just, you know, or even 2017, you know, around the time I was going to Egypt, I knew I needed to go back to Israel um, and, and especially with Jerusalem around the Temple of Solomon, where it all began, certainly for a lot of the Melchizedek hosting, um, which is the, was the logos of this energy, and I'm from the order. Uh, of Melchizedek, which is uh, a, a particular council within there. And it was important I go back and complete this big circle, this great walk, this great evolutionary dance as we you know, complete that kind of uh, circle and connection. And there was, of course, within this eon of time, a, a strong patriarchy, which kind of fell um, away from the, I guess, the original innocence of of uh, of humanity of child of the child and and part of this was infiltration. We did have some external interferences with this going on, with um, various I guess uh, intruder groups starting to control the narrative of cultural beliefs. And this is where the 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 line of the three founding religions coalesced into the Jerusalem template, where all three religions have claim or state claim to being uh, you know birth or, or house there we have judaism islam and christianity um and all these um uh, religious when you really explore from a detached perspective uh, and compassionate witness you explore the the theology behind it they all are all very patriarchal uh, and and very kind of masculine an aspect they've lost that aspect of the divine feminine and we were there to kind of bring back that balance because the the from um, the 2017 mission in, in in Egypt, which was the particle convergence, bringing all different dimensions together to upgrade our, our evolutionary timeline. We anchored in the crystal spiral geometry under the Great Pyramid to be reactivated after a whole cycle of 26,000 years of it not being activated. We were we were moving off the flower of life as they are broadcasting geometry, which is a closed loop architecture. Now we're into the crystal spiral, which is an open loop with source a connection. But there were still some byway frequencies anchored into the grids where we have the father and the son. And these biwaves anchoring into the grids from these uh, intruder groups were pulling reversal currents out to keep sustaining their life because as these beings, um, as the great Gestalt consciousness separated from source, it recognized it needed to siphon energy off other time-space matrices and all the way down to our planet here in the 3D, pull that reversal out so it can continue to sustain itself like fuel, so to speak. And uh, this energy still had a little bit of these these biwaves still anchored down in Israel, which having gone there was probably is probably one of the densest places on the planet. So it's very militarized. It's very heavy going in there. Um, it was really quite extraordinary um, to feel just how intense it is there. It's, you know, and I guess 
when you're in the 3D realm and you're surrounded by whom you perceive to be enemies, it really puts you on high, high alert. And so we, we were there to, to anchor in the, the tri-wave, to bring back the, um, the divine feminine in a tri-wave frequency. You know, we were with a beautiful grouping of people. I was with another co-facilitator, dear brother, Mauta Kamara, who held a lot of New Zealand indigenous wisdoms around constellational setups and working with constellations as frequency star maps to bring through. And so each person was coded to a particular star and constellation and the, and the frequency of the constellation then could come down astrocartologically through the beings who were holding that particular frequency in their DNA and that star, that star energy, new constellation could come in through them as we were, as we were going into the 1111 portal. And we um, found uh, a, a tunnel that was newly opened two years ago underneath the kind of whole Solomon's temple area or to at least the spring that served the, the water. And for those of you who know about water, you can program water. So we all brought our sacred waters and sacred waters from around the world and programmed this. And we dropped a little bit of sacred water. Uh, there was two groups of us, one group held above, above the land. And while a group of, of 16 went underneath the tunnel holding the constellation or star map, and all that frequency through the 1111 portal came rushing in as we're able to then re-anchor, re-engineer the energy architecture of that place and move it from bi-wave to a tri-wave frequency and anchor in this, this, this new energy and this new constellation of energy that's coming. And so, you know, people who, who are sensitive to energies, you know, we, we understand and understand that these timestamps are, are incredible portals, you know, to, to, to send out these frequencies. And I was just sent a little link on National Geographic by someone on the 11th 11th that there were strange waves that were rippling out across the world and none of the scientists know why. These seismic waves that were felt by these, you know, um, technological machines that pick the stuff up, um, you know, no one felt them. But you know, normally they're associated with earthquakes, but there was no earthquakes. So this this energy and frequency rippled out right across the world through that that alignment. And so when we start mapping um, astrocartological alignments with timestamps and time markers, we have these portals or frequency which can come into the earth, and that's what we were using to reset kind of the energy and the land there. And you know, as people go into this, you are asking about some of these ascension symptoms. Well as this new frequency keeps coming into the planet, if you can imagine like, let's just try and make a metaphor here. Okay. Imagine trying to like make make an image of a balloon that's got paper mache around it and it's hollow on the inside. And it's got all these different layers of the balloon uh, of, of this paper mache and they start piercing straws into it. So light can start coming in. What's been happening in our planet is that, more piercings of the density have been coming in through these portals opening. And some of them have been the, the galactic stargates, which open through a stellar activation cycle. Every 26,000 years, these stargates open through, through a short window of time to start accreting the frequency, which can come through, come through the grids. Um, and that allows through the galactic alignment, this frequency and the stargates to accrete it. We've also in 2013 had the um, Crystal Cathedral Network opened. No one even knew about this. This was ha happened by the founder races. And this meant that five large crystal, etheric crystal cathedral networks 
across um, Egypt, across Peru, across Bali, Norway, and Sarasota, Florida opened. And this meant that not only plasma was coming into the earth through the stargates, our earth on the inside has been also emitting plasma. So we've been getting it from above coming down and from within coming up. And of course, some of these, I guess, what we might call knots on the planet, these little energetic knots where the frequency is held tightly together uh, are being cleared by, by the millions of star seeds and light workers who have had an evolutionary contract to come to the planet and help with Earth's ascension and have been silently just going about their work. You know, we, we are just, I'm just one, we're just one grouping of, of many groupings all around the planet doing beautiful work. We're all collectively rising and following our guidance, following our intuition around where we need to go, what needs to be done. And, and, you know, we are, many of us are energy architects who, who not only can do this in ourselves, but, you know, we are a, a microcosm of the macrocosm. So when you know that you can do it on yourself, you can do it on the planet and you start working, working on the planet. So the symptoms that start happening is that this faster energy starts coming up. And, you know, if you're carrying density or heaviness, this can feel like nausea. It can be like headaches. It can be dizziness. It can be a whole range of different symptoms in exactly the same way that you would experience symptoms physically detoxing. If you go on a physical cleanse, and if you're, for example, if you're a coffee drinker and you take out coffee, well, for about three or four days, the first thing you notice is that you've got a headache. And you go, wow, this isn't so nice. So why am I stopping coffee? Well, your body's detoxing. And that's exactly what's happening in these ascension symptoms is that your body's detoxing rather than anything physical. It's detoxing the lower, slower wavelengths, which are held in density in, in your energetic architecture. And so you just allow it to happen. You need to create space. You know, a Himalayan bath sea salts are a great way to clean your field. Saunas, spas, take space for yourself. Be gentle with yourself. I mean, we're so busy and caught up in society with a life of doing, doing, doing that we seldom take enough space to integrate. And so, you know, the best advice I can give is to integrate oneself, do clearings on yourself or receive energy clearings or transmissions, take your bath salts, you know, as part of your protocol, drink clean water, you know, eat clean food, take space of do nothing. I mean, you know, the doing nothing is such an important, you know, part of integration. So that would kind of be my best advice and, and what's happening to people with, with these ascension symptoms. So I hope that helps uh, the question. Yes, thank you. Really time for a radical self-care when we experience the ascension symptoms. And I love how we be careful with ourselves and not freak out about it to realize there's a lot of light. There's, it's energetics and we are dropping density. Okay, beautiful. There's, there's one more piece I'd love to share around this particular trip we did. And I, I feel it's important for people who have been tracking what's going on on the planet. Yeah. Um, People be aware that that the the Kabbalah uh, that came out that came out through through the psalm. We visited the 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 place of the Kabbalah, the, the hometown of the Kabbalah, beautiful little town. But as soon as we walked in there, we could feel that this density started to come, and and, and we were just um, following the flow of energy, and we were we, we were there to do a particular clearing because the Kabbalah actually got um, uh, infiltrated by the 
Anunnaki to teach a, a, a system uh, of, of consciousness that was known as the tree of life. And many of you may be aware of the tree of life from the Kabbalah and its mystical teachings. And it's actually very beautiful mystical teachings based on many on the elements and based upon the different components of the tree. But the Anunnaki didn't give the full picture um, to, the, to the Kabbalah. It started off with a, a 10 tree sphere off. And, and, and this is because the Anunnaki had 10th dimensional beings and they wanted to cap our consciousness at that realm. So we, we didn't get the full picture of consciousness. And so that architecture was anchored onto the earth there. And the, the, in the 16th century, they upgraded it to an 11 tree sphere off, but we live in a 12 dimensional matrix um, with three additional um, pre-liquid thermoplasmic light found arrays which hold uh, non-form, which populate and create um, the 12 dimensions. So our um, mathematics of the universe is base 12. You know, the um, divine angelic human DNA, the, the diamond sun human DNA template is a 12-strand DNA. as a base 12. Each strand accesses and gateway to 12 dimensions of consciousness for the earth seeds. Star seeds have a different um, uh, template potential. But the, 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 the point is, is that we noticed is that, that that tree of life was anchored into this um, home of the Kabbalah, the, the, the town. And we, we went um, to follow that, that flow of energy. And we're, we're taking to, um, taking to uh, ask, can we go to your power spot, please? Um, you know, your... Uh, your your power spot on on the um, on the planet on, on your on, on this particular area, um, and they first wanted to take us to a church. Uh, this is a, a town called Safed in Israel, which is a beautiful town full of art and culture. Really nice to go to. And we had a lovely interaction with a rabbi there who was uh, very beautiful and kind of um, you know being open and gracious to teach us some things. And we did sharings with him, and there were some clearings. But eventually. We, we, we were asked to take it to their power site. So they first tried to take us to a church and then a mosque and said, no, it's not here, no, it's not here. And eventually, they, you know, we went down to a spot in nature. And uh, the spot in nature, there was a cemetery built around it. And as we walked down to the cemetery, we could just feel this kind of squeezing kind of happening, this constriction. And it was, I started to get really nauseous and many of the groups started to get nauseous. And so I feel that this was really the key piece of our tour it was not only the 1111, but it was a reprogramming and clearing the land there. We did a massive uh, clearing ritual with um, a, a group of us. They separated us into male and female and, and, and the group uh, went through big clearing uh, clearing ritual where we were singing and prayers. And it was interesting because then the rabbis, saw what we were doing and tried to cut and they came around us and doing their rabbi prayers over the top. So it was a little, uh, little interesting melee going on there, but we did clear the land and we reprogrammed the 12 tree grid to be anchored into the, into the grids there, which is super important because that's the morphogenetic form holding field, which branches out into the land there. And so the combination of the return of the tri-wave of the feminine frequency and the 12 dimensional tree of life grid, 12 tree grid anchored into the uh, earth is going to make a subtle but profound effect on the beings living in the area and rippling out through the earth. And my dear brother, Sananda, of course, who you know, and I'm not sure, did you interview them recently? I saw something you were getting, did, yes. you, did you interview? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. 
beautiful. I'm not sure if you've interviewed them before together, but you know, it's quite something. They both have an amazing story. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. mm, and, 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 and so he, um, years ago, um, made a, um, 12 tree pendant for me and for him, uh, with, with each crystal inside programmed to each of the 12 stargates. He, he buried his in Montsegur, France, on the, which is the 12 stargate, the, um, home of the kiosk course, um, the Cathars, many of beings who, you know, hold that Cathar energy will recognize that as the place of their last stand. And it's much more than that. It's actually, they were protecting the Stargate technology of that, of that zone. That's why they were, that's why they gave their lives. When all the Cathars went down into Montsegur, there's a few of them that escaped out the back with the Stargate technology key codes. Um, and so Sananda buried his 12 tree grid there. And I, I buried mine that he gave me in Safed. Uh, and the place of the 12 tree grid. So now we have a 12 dimensional tree of life in the morphogenetic fields of the, of the form of the land uh, on there on the planet at the home of the birth point of it. So we, I feel it's a, a really important set point for both the 12 tree grid and the, the um, grail point on the earth, which is Jerusalem. This is um, many of you who have been there will recognize that, you know, they call it the dome on the rock. And that's the rock upon which God built the civilization uh, based around. And you can feel the current coming up the Wailing Wall. If you go to the wall, and if you're, a, if you're a man, you can go right down the far left of the wall. You can place your head against the wall. And what you do is that you can drop your consciousness and ground and anchoring it. And you can just feel this, this very deep energy coming, coming up. And this is why all of the religions, of course, of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam all felt the energy. They, they felt the flow of the current, which is why they all started to squabble over that kind of energy there. Um, and and the, this is the point on the planet where all the energy from, from the galactic center comes into first before it gets coalesced out. And so what had happened is that the intruder groups, intruder races, had created biowaves of frequency in there, which created a, a, a um, vesica Pisces harness which locks down our consciousness away from our source code. If a source code is a tri-wave, not a bi-wave. And if you can imagine three pieces of string, you know, with, with the colors um, magenta, with the colors um, pale yellow, and with the, with the, with the colors um, um, kind of like the, the beautiful crimson pink, um, and the, the, the light blue, the crimson pink, and the pale yellow, and you, you take those three pieces of string and you intertwine them, that's like source code so that it's simultaneously, you know, one string, but simultaneously, you know, three frequencies that make it divine father, divine mother, divine child. And what's happened is that we've lived in an aeon of time where we've only had divine, the father and the son, divine father and divine child. And that was you know, orchestrated with the religions. And that was because of the architecture on the earth, the frequency. And now this new eon of time we are in, we've come out, the time before the patriarchy was the matriarchy. So it's important that all of us hold, you know, in our hearts and awareness and consciousness that it's not just the patriarchy that created all this. Before the patriarchy was the matriarchy and it was the feminine that was ruling the planet. And what happened was during that cycle of time, three twenty-six thousand years of cycles ago, um, the masculine petitioned to the Godhead to ask for balance in the next cycle. And how do you make balance? Well, the only, what you do is you, is you have to bring one further up, you know, to create the balance so that then you can come into balance after that. That's how you bring two opposing frequencies together. So then we moved in the time of the patriarchy. 
And that's the eon of time we have come, come out of. And this is where all the control systems, all the hierarchy, everything in our society has been built up off, off that patriarchy in order to balance out the cycle of time of the matriarchy. Now, that hierarchy, that control from the way that we have governments, the way that we have, um, you know, massive constructions of buildings, corporations are all hierarchies and pyramids. All that is collapsing now into flat energetic structures that are more decentralized. That's being done through the birthing of technologies and the way that we are organizing and regoverning ourselves now to be outside of central control. And what's happening on the planet right now is that governments are, and central controls are attempting to have their last little throws of influence to kind of disrupt these new technologies and understandings that are coming through. But what's going to happen is that we're all going to come into this age of synarchy, where we, the people, are going to be working together in synarchy based around values and the technology will support us that in the future. We're just in this transition point as we come into this next eon of time, which is the time of the, of the twin ray, of the balance of the masculine and the feminine together. So in the matriarchy, it was the feminine that was leading. In the patriarchal time, it was the masculine that was leading. And now we're in this time of joint leadership, masculine and feminine equally together. And this is what the call is now, as we rearrange our communities, I'm, 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 I may be suggesting or asking that we begin to rearrange our communities based around the needs of the child. We return to the innocence of that. And we, and, we, and we work together in couples, masculine and feminine together, working in harmony, working in unison as one field of energy. And when we do that, we start to come to every solution, every situation with this divine balance of masculine and feminine working together. And, and when we can do that, we can really make these massive, incredible shifts. I mean, Alea and I, when we do workshops live now, when we, we're both facilitating, um, we, we notice just incredible, powerful transformations just by being in that essence of masculine and feminine working together. It's super powerful. And those of you on the spiritual path and, and are working together spiritually, there's nothing more powerful and beautiful than working with your beloved on, on each other and then taking all of those codes, all of those energies and sharing it with your community because the codes that you pick up yourself immediately get transmitted to those that sit in your circle and you can take people very, very quickly working harmonically together. Beautiful. So can you talk a little bit about the balance of masculine and feminine within ourselves for those who may not have a beloved in their life that is, is, is walking this alone, we still have a role to play, right? Oh, absolutely. The, 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 thank you for bringing that up, um, Lauren. It's very important. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Well, it also makes us get along with our spouses better. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, because I mean? all, they are, yeah. All, they, all they are doing is, you see, why it's sometimes useful to, to have a partner is that they, they can reflect to you the parts that you do not see. They are just there to teach you to balance your own masculine or feminine uh, nature within because ultimately the, the only path is the balance of masculine and feminine together inside yourself. That is, that is the true alchemy because when that, that, that the polarity, because if we consider how, how we came in, we came in from source as a twin ray, absolutely unified as masculine and feminine together and this androgynous form, but holding equal balance of masculine and feminine. Then that split, and we split into a twin flame, 
where we had a, the masculine part of ourselves and the feminine part of ourselves. And we have uh, seven different twin flame expressions according to the different chakra we're co correlated to be, you know, vibratory matched to, which is how you can match your, your, tw your twin flame. Then the ultimate path of twin flame is to move up into the place where you can be twin ray, one consciousness coming through two vessels like beloved Sananda and Shekinah have embodied and experienced. Now, in ourselves, our own pathway is that it's all about balancing the masculine and feminine within us so that we can be in the neutral zero point to be able to receive the, the, the highest frequencies from source. And absolutely, it's completely possible to walk that path um, being on your own to keep working on balancing this aspect with inside of yourself. So if you, if you are walking that, that, that path, it's a very beautiful, sacred path. You just have to work, I guess, a little bit um, more closely. You have to investigate yourself a little bit more closely, not through any false perceptions because you don't have the mirror. You know, ask anyone in a, in a relationship as you certainly come together, you know, it can be kind of like the pebble in your shoe, that little irritation there that sometimes people, that your partner mirrors back to you. And that mirroring is so important for growth. And this is what creates so much tension sometimes in relationships because we don't take personal responsibility for our own triggers, for our own wounds. We blame it on our partner. And that's what creates the conflict and the exit strategies that people create for themselves wanting to leave. But when we can recognize that, you know, it is simply, there's no one else here. There's, there's, there's no other being here in your relationship. You're talking to yourself when you're talking to your spouse or you're talking to your partner. <laughs> you know, they are just simply an absolute mirror of the opposite polarity which you're holding, which is why they are the ones, certainly in a twin flame relationship, they are the ones that can really push your buttons because they are the exact genetic coding of your twin opposite. So if anyone's going to push your buttons, it's going to be your twin flame or it's going to be someone in your family. And these are absolute gifts to keep working on yourself because it gives you the direction of the shadow you need to work on. And that's really what I feel is often missing in the light worker community that everyone's chasing rainbows and unicorns and working on love and light, but you know, not working what's underneath the cover of the shadows. And, and that's really where all the big gains are made because it's only by piercing the shadow can you allow more light in. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were talking about when we began this conversation too, about these triggers, then we take responsibility for it. And it could be, you know, when you're talking about it could be someone that we don't know very well that is still a great adversary to us or a trigger to us. They're playing a role in that as well. So I see what you're saying there where being responsible for it and paying attention to that and, and tracking it and not blaming. You know, as we began, it's like, well, that person offended me. Well, why is that offense there? And it exactly. goes into a very deep core and a wound. Well, so beautiful. You said a lot of things there, Christoph, and I really love the way that we are reorganizing communities around the child, and that's the work that you're doing. You said something er else here, too, about star seeds have different templates, a, temp a template potential. Can you talk a little bit more on this? Yeah, beautiful question. So, um, those of you who grew up wondering what the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here. You know, what is, what is this? 
you know, many of you uh, probably feel that. And that's because, you know, what's, what happened um, a number of years ago, I think the first wave came through in the 50s or 60s. There were three waves of starseed consciousness came through. Now, uh, some of you uh, may have heard me speak about before a, a group of non-physical beings called the Guardians, whom I lovingly refer to the Guardians. And many of us are guardians who said yes and agreed to come and embody them here to cha make change from the inside out. One of the laws in the universe is a, a non-interference directive, which means you can't directly interfere into the free will of others. You can load the kind of choices in the environment. You can load the environment, but they end up having to make their own free will choice. This is quite one of what kind of what the... Um, the intruder races do. They, 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 they tempt you with and manipulate the environment so, so you make the choice of doing this or doing that. But the guardians also have to obey natural law. They can't directly interfere, which is why, you know, once the nuclear bomb started going off uh, in the 40s, oh my goodness, the, the children down there have got fireworks, we, you know, and, that, and, the, and the nuclear weapons create these ripple effects across the, the, the multiverses. And, and so a plan was conducted to to put a call out across um, other star nations um, the Pleiadians, Arcturians, you know Lyrans, beings who are residing in, in different um, uh, dimensions of consciousness in highly evolved societies to help Earth at this time of this ascension window we're coming into certainly between 2000 and 2022 we're really in this peak and 2017 was the the, the peak central component where we've got this complete window of opportunity and back then in the 40s and 50s we were completely on a timeline of completely missing this glorious opportunity and you know again some of it has been through interference but of course we all have our own free will choice and we, we, we've needed to wake up within ourselves to all the control systems and interferences so that we can become sovereign. And to help with that, the, the, the guardians, you know, conducted this plan whereby star seeds were invited to come and volunteer to come to, to help, you know, raise the consciousness of the planet with the, with the hope and knowing that while they would have their memories wiped coming into the earth grids, latent in their DNA would be the latent memories to become the new paradigm creators, the system busters, the change makers, the way showers, the light torch bearers um, of this eon of time. And many of us, of course, went through our conditioning where we were entered into very dense family situations of, you know, chaos, basically, addictions, anger, frustration, you know, yes. all of this that is just completely unknown to us in these higher dimensional realms where we've come from. So we've often ended up becoming shut down. We've been, you know, we were highly sensitive. We were very emotionally intuitive. We were highly empath empathic. We often had incredible high sense perceptions, which we learned as a child to shut down because it wasn't safe to use. Our parents would condition these out. The society took us out of the creative mind and put us into school systems, which lock us into the left, left hemisphere and the left brain. So we were kind of deprogrammed and conditioned. But as we started walking through the years and coming closer where the frequency started to come higher, these latent kind of memories and calls started to wake us up a little bit and we started to follow a path of, you know, outside of what normal society said we should be doing, going and going to university or college or getting a, a trade or getting a, a, some sort of work school, getting married and having children and, you know, blah, 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 going through the, the matrix, so to speak. Well, we, we didn't just didn't resonate with that. We wanted to follow our own flow and create our own, our own way 
and, and bring healing to the world. We were just wanted to heal people, get our hands on people. So many of us became healers and, and there were different, there are different strand, there are different DNA types of the star seeds. There's, there's um, whom I, I, I would call the, um, there's the, the personal healers, you know, they've got a DNA template, which is naturally more disposition for personal healing. This was a, a, a 24 strand up to a 36 strand DNA potential. And all that means is that they've got more DNA potential to hold more light, which means they can hold more frequency, which means you can access higher consciousness realms when you get clear. And then there's kind of like the, the earth architects, people who have got a 48 strand template that are kind of coded to be able to access all the stargates and work more on the land and do land clearing work. And these are kind of the grid workers. So we've got the, you know, the personal healers who've got a, their own unique DNA and one's not better than the other. You know, a higher number doesn't mean you're better. It's not that. It's about you're paying your part in the divine plan. You know, your unique DNA coding uh, is, is linked to a specific soul task that you have that was preordained before you came in. The agreements were lined up and your soul contracts were put in place. And so your spiritual blueprint, your energy, natural energetic flow and architecture is preordained for a specific mission, purpose and flow in life. And the more that you get aligned to that purpose, the easier and more flowing and effortless and gracefully life unfolds for you because you're living more in alignment with the template created for you. Of course, what's happened is that we've come out of that and we've have to try to get back into it. And, 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 you know, that's just generally our flow of the star seeds. We're here to create new systems, new infrastructure, healing for people or healing for the planet. And now we have these different DNA types, which allow us to code, to have the coding to be able to do that effortlessly without, without any effort at all, because it's literally in our, in our DNA code. So, so I hope that, I hope that explains the, the, that, that, the DNA and the, and the star seeds. That does. And again, the key word there is effortlessly. And I can hear the questions coming in from those who are asking how they would possibly identify what aspect of star seed template they bring in and their mission. And so again, it comes back into this aspect of clearing more and more so we can receive the higher light. And it really comes into following the call of the heart. How would you follow the call of the heart or tune into it? Do you have advice for people on that? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, you use your emotions as a, uh, as a compass. So for example, let's just go back to that very simple question. Do I get excited by doing healings for people, for people, or do I get excited about doing healings for land? And all you, all you do is you just, you just tune in to imagining yourself healing people and more people are more people. And what feeling does that bring? Is it very expansive? It's going to be expansive anyway, but is it greater expensive than what you get with healing land? You know, it's often I, I pay a lot of homage to the grid workers because, you know, I've done both, you know, work with a lot of work with people and groups and a lot of work with land and with people and groups, you get this kind of beautiful feedback of, you know, their lives beginning to unlock and change. You see the change happening in front of you and land is kind of a little bit different. You're working on the morphogenetic fields. It's really, you know, very beautiful work. And I want to just pay my utmost respects to all you good workers out there who are 
doing the land clearing work. You know, you're just changing so many lives because of the new morphogenetic form holding fields you're creating. And it's just so beautiful. So, you know, that's my simplest advice. Where do you get the most joy, the most expansion when you create this imagined pathway for yourself? Yes. What makes your heart sing? Where you get lost in time? It's really following our passion. That's the roadmap. So it doesn't get simpler than that. It's really quite beautiful. And that's why I said at the start, I think, uh, Lauren, was that, you know, it's simple complexity. We're incredibly complex creatures of our multidimensional anatomy, our energetic system, our biology, our physiology, our neurology, all of these types of things. But at the end of the day, it's quite simple. It's unconditional love and passion. You know, that's it. Live with unconditional love, follow your passions without exception. And then life unfolds very beautifully for you. You know, it can be as simple as that. As simple as that. And that's why we talk about this purification of the heart. We are here. We took on a lot of baggage, a lot of programming to return to this purification of the heart. I'm wondering if you can tap into our group, into our community here, and assist us in a way that can unite us with the purity of the heart. Maybe that is involved in a clearing. Yeah, well, maybe I can, uh, I can do a little bit of that, absolutely, and do a little guided, guided journey and, and a prayer. How's that? Beautiful. So just take a few deep breaths as we come out of the receiving mind of information and into the receiving heart of energy. Just taking three deep breaths. <sighs> Letting go. Withdrawing the senses from the outside world. Feeling a beautiful softening around your chest. Imagine a beautiful pink ball of light, rose-colored light emanating up from your chest. Filling your chest with this beautiful, warm, rose-colored light. And feeling love. The love you have for your child or your partner, the nature your pet, and welling it up in your field so it fills all of your cells, all of your pasakai with love, filling your entire field, overflowing to fill your entire room with rose-colored light. And just imagine your entire room you're in now, bathing in a sea of rose. Calling forth the divine presence. Heavenly Mother, Heavenly Father, come, come, come. And humbly requesting we clear the highest priority imprinted programs, woundings of the heart, from all beloveds here on this call. In the highest, most gracefully aligned way. To allow each beloved here 
to harmonically, easefully and gracefully walk in alignment with their divine path, creating their golden path. Removing any obstacles, challenges and barriers and knowing that any of these that come up are tools and opportunities for growth. Clearing highest priority karmic imprints, ancestral lines. Activating the high heart, the crystal jewel. Opening up our spiritual heart, the heart above our heart, the eighth chakra. And bringing this to the highest energy holding potential. Just here which is our spiritual compass, our guiding light. And activating this, calling on the crystic sophionic consciousness fields. To enter into each being here's hologram. Flood on their system with the cosmic Christ. Opening up all nine internal chakras inside the heart, balancing in polarity between feminine and masculine, bringing each into 100% flow now. Flooding with unconditional love. And just silently Give thanks now to what you're grateful for in your life. Being truly grateful and asking to become an empty cup and a vessel for the divine to flood through your system. Asking the divine presence to use me as a divine instrument for the unfolding of the divine plan. I give myself fully, completely, totally to divine love, divine will, and higher mind. And to access this energy to guide me in my life, wherever it leads me, without exception. Namaste, everyone. Namaste. That feels so beautiful and so empowering. And that mm. is 
what it means to be in alignment. And it also means embodiment and following the directive. So thank you for that. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. You're so welcome, beloved Lauren. I want to, we're going to, we're going to wrap up with um, what's next. And I want to ask you a little bit about your personal life because sure. are, we can see the sun rising where you are. You're in Thailand. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm in Colorado and it's getting dark here. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's beautiful that you can join us. And now the little bit of accent that I can detect, are you from New Zealand? Australia? That's true. That's right. Yes, I'm from New Zealand. I've um, been away traveling and, and being in different parts of the world for 20 years. Yeah. And uh, it's very special, actually, very touching for me to be going home to my homeland with this stage of life with my beloved Alea. Um, she's half, half Netherlands, half Indonesian. And our children who were born in Ibiza, to take them now at this age, uh, you know, back to New Zealand where the land is, you know, it's Lemuria. It's first Lemuria, New Zealand, along with Hawaii. So the it is, you know, some of the most purest frequency on the planet. You know, Iraqi Mount Cook is the strongest, purest nodal point on our planet right now. It's shifted from um, from Tibet, and so this beautiful, pristine land that's going to be so still and nourishing for our family and for the children. And this, of course, this new um, school that's opening up that we're going to send the children to and probably get involved with somehow with the parents and the community there and it's going to be a lot of um beauty that's uh it's growing there and uh, so we're heading to taranaki um new plymouth which is on the west coast of the north island and we're just planning our entry looks like around christmas new year time we'll be arriving and taking our time and setting up new life we've been traveling now for a year and so while it sounds very glamorous, you get with to two children. Let's say yeah, that's very bold children. and courageous. I have yeah. to say. Yeah. Well, we think, we think there's two more coming. So uh, there's like uh, two more souls up there waiting to come in for our family. So nice. it'll be very brave and challenging with four children. And so I can tell you that, but any of you that have traveled with children or have traveled for a long period of time, know that after a while you don't, you know, you're kind of craving a home cooked meal and you're kind of craving your own space. So we're looking forward to getting a house and, uh, setting up our life in New Zealand and we'll still be traveling a lot. We'll be, you know, we'll be, we've got events planned, you know, we're going to Mexico in February for a couple of events and we've got a retreat in Bali in May and we'll go to Europe for winter in New Zealand and stuff like this, but it'll be nice to have a place we can call home. And uh, uh, especially dear to my heart, being from Aotearoa, being from the land of the long white cloud, being of the Tangata Whenua, which in Maori means the people of the land being part Maori, um, uh, going back to these roots and, and starting this new earth uh, are based around the child will be very beautiful. I love that. And there are places in um, the remnant of Lemuria, let's call it uh, Hawaii, there's uh, the western coast of California and New Zealand where you are. And it really is fifth dimensional. Would you say you can really feel oh, 5D? Yeah. Yeah, you can you can feel the Lemurian energy, which is a much you know it's very Atlantean was quite masculine, Lemurian's more feminine, more na na nature based, and you can absolutely feel that land that, that that is there. And this is what this is what will sing to to people, is is you know to to move more. You know, I, I've always been a big one about environment 
and and living in the environment i have always i've always liked to live certainly in my period of time where i've been more awake <laughs> um to live in the place where other people like to holiday <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and 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 to not have to work there but you know find a way where you can work online or you know or whatever where you can live in a place where you can automatically be relaxed and you know there, there is an agenda to kind of herd people more into cities and where they can be people can be controlled a little bit easier you know certainly with these new technologies coming it can be a little bit of that so you know follow your guidance as to which land speaks to you because you've probably got coding to be there with the land and and to and to take the risk you know it's nothing more important than living in a harmoniously nature-based environment and and if you do that immediately you know, you get out of the city, you can just feel these layers of stress come yeah. off you. It's like so crazy in cities, especially big ones. Yes, absolutely. Well, welcome home to your homeland of New Zealand. Yes. Yeah, That's well, going to be yes. awesome. Thank you for that. Okay. Um, so what's next for the next gateway? We have solstice coming up. You know, we're in this November gateway. But the solstice, what can we expect or how can we empower ourselves for that solstice in December? Well, uh, I think there's, there's a, what, what, yeah, 21st of December, I believe you're talking about. Yeah, yes, great. Well, of course, very powerful nodal point. Um, this this is a, as another timestamp. You know, you, there are certain, uh, there are the, the various holy days, holy and, and, and kind of, um, what we call Gnostic teachings or kind of the wicked teachings is that, you know, there are eight holy days in the land where they're more based around our energetic alignments of the sun, the earth and the moon. And, and these create these, these, these windows. And so what I always uh, aim or encourage others to do, and we certainly try to base many of our events around these equ equinodial points is to do some sort of, um, a ceremonial based ritual, whether it's with just yourself and the land, whether it's with um, a group, whatever it is, you know, where you might feel called to go somewhere in nature. It doesn't have, mean you have to leave where you are, but what it does mean is that it's a great time to honor the elements. That's what I feel these portals are all about, to honor this beautiful synchronicity of the flow of how the divine orchestration of the sun and our earth and everything that maps around it, how our earth heliocentrically follows the sun as the sun, you know, traverses around the great racetrack of the, of, of the Milky Way galaxy. And, and we can, we can really honor this, this divine precision that, that happens with all of this and performing a, a ritual of giving back to the land. And whether it's with, you know, burying a crystal in the land, you know, I always love that type of work because you can, you know, make beautiful grids with your crystals or you can program your crystals because remember your computer's made a crystal. So you take a, a bigger crystal and programming it with your conscious thought, love, intent and bury it, it creates a change and a ripple in the morphogenetic field. So, you know, if there was anything I can suggest, you don't have anything planned as we come into the December 21, get together with some friends and, and do a little crystal burying ceremony and, and program, program the crystals with love and, or visit somewhere naturally based. Because it depends on what side of the year, you know, what sort of hemisphere you're on. Because in the north, you're coming into the, into the equinodial point of, the, of, of coming into more darkness. And then, of course, down south, you're coming into more light. So it's really a, 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 while you're doing that ceremony, it's, it's either you're going into contraction 
or you're going into expansion. And so for those of you in the north who are coming into more contraction, it doesn't mean to say, you know, you can have positive contraction, which sounds like an oxymoron, but positive contraction just means creating space because contraction means intensification. What's happening is from all the expansion, you, it's becoming more intensified. So you need to have more space for yourself during that time to allow yourself to go more slow, you know, to allow yourself to walk more slowly, to be more slow, not busy yourself up so much because you're regathering your energy and you're moving into a period of, of planning, of creation, of the womb creation to then go into expansion when you come to spring. And then if you're coming into course, the Southern hemisphere, you're entering more into expansion. You're more launching and, and, and launching things that you've already been percolating over the winter. So as you come to your ceremonial aspect on the 21st, you can hold all of that intent in mind and simply with your crystal, write down some intentions, what you want to get through that next period. And that will be a great little ritual you can do that can be, you know, your pagan based ritual. That's kind of more honoring the, uh, the elements. Yeah, I hope that helps. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. And I've got a whole little bag of crystals from Arkansas, and I will be busy doing that. All right. Thank you. Good. Beautiful. Well, uh, I want to give, I wanted to just share that um, we have Skywatcher saying that there's more, are more light ships appearing now? And do they sometimes appear as moving stars within a constellation? And she also says, I've not ever seen Venus appear so big and bright as the past few nights. Is there any significance to this? Well, the Venetian energy is the beautiful, loving, feminine energy. So, yes, let's please all receive more of that, you know, we'll from Venus. <laughs> exactly. And, of course, you know, our, our, our skies are littered and, and, and moon is littered with ships. You know, it's a real galactic space station out there. So if you are noticing, you know, more of this type of energy, it's very possible that you're becoming more attuned to it and more connections. And so you can perhaps also start to inquire with your telepathic skills is there is there things that you might you may be picking up in, in, in receiving and just be mindful that you know you are allowing yourself not to be utilized but you're doing it from a place of sovereignty and you're doing a place of just information collecting mm. yes very good point there i've seen a lot of cloud ships in my neighborhood oh my goodness Lots of them. I mean, it's I've so got, obvious. Yeah, we, we took lots of crazy photos in uh, Jordan and Israel of what clearly is, you know, or all the continental creatures. You know, you see suddenly we saw a phoenix yesterday in the clouds, or yes. you see a dragon in the clouds, right. or you see, you know, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of these big, you know, um, archetypical kind of frequencies of these, you know, mega, mega, megalithic creatures that are there. And, and that's kind of fun too, you know, it brings you back to being a child. Wow. You know, you can, I can sort of say, wow, Noah, I said to my son, Noah, wow, you see the dragon in the clouds there, you know, and, and this is where you can begin to populate children's imagination because, you know, dragons are real, you know, that they, people just think they're not just in fairy tale books, you know, they're, they're actually the cedar, you know, the dragon luminaries are the cedars of this entire time space matrix. The Nagas are the immortal beings they are the granters of immortality. You know, those of you that love Baba G, well, you might know his name is Baba G Naga Raj. Naga, Naga is dragon. Raj is king. Baba G, dragon king. 
he was trained by the dragons, you know, uh, in his immortal path. So, you know, all of these uh, creatures are around us when you open up uh, to them. So happy cloud gazing for all of you uh, dream catchers out there. <laughs> <laughs> happy opening up. Okay. All right. Well, we look for people to share their stories with us on that. Well, Christophe, thank you for that beautiful uh uh, clearing of the heart, clearing the wounds of the heart, and the activation of the high heart, really mm -hmm. feeling that alignment. You have a bunch more clearings, and these are in a series of videos. Again, this is in your special offer that you've made available for our community. We thank you for that. And these are ways for people to really accelerate the clearing. So there's 12 different types. Can you briefly go over how we work with those? Yeah, so what I suggest is that if you feel guided and you want to accelerate, because this is absolutely what this will do, this will absolutely accelerate your, your path and the frequency that's coming, because the transmissions that I've coded, coded through myself, and they work from the lower energy centers all the way up to the higher energy centers. They also give you like a, a guidance map of when the shadows come up, how to deal with the shadows and how to find the wound. And I've got the clearing protocols uh, set open so that you can just with intention clear that particular particular um, aspect of yourself when you can track what chakra it is. So they systematically open um, over 12. I suggest, you know, doing it once or, you know, um, every, every week for 12 weeks, but do it two or three times in that week. You know, so when you're on the on the, uh, the first is Hara, where I repair your Hara dimension. Some people have split Haras, which makes it very difficult to manifest anything when your Hara is split. So building a strong Hara and then clearing the imprints and the wounds and balancing the first chakra, bring it into 100% flow. You do that in the Hara two or three times before you move on to the, the second chakra, which is all about clearing. And, and even if we've done a lot of work on ourselves, there's still more there. There's still more in the tank. I'm still doing clearings on myself on these energy centers. And it's just a whole host of other things that, that are going on, not just the chakras. There's, I'm removing clouds. I'm removing mucus. I'm removing, you know, astral objects, entities, discarnates, demons. There's kind of, you know, then we start to, once we get up past the seventh energy center, we're starting to work on three levels of karma you know, just ancestral karma, and then past life karma, and then soul level karma, removing any contracts, bindings, agreements, um, blocks, barriers that are karmically held in place across all these different levels, and then doing a, a major um, recalibration also of um, your, any kind of, I guess, distortions of the, of the DNA, any kind of um, unnatural seals or inorganic material. So it's just a major, major big clearing um over 12 weeks i suggest you, you, you do it of so and the beautiful thing about it, i feel is you can come back you can come back to them again and just do oh i feel like i need a heart clearing you can come back and just do the heart clearing so it's like you've got your own personal um healer you've got myself on call for you basically 24 7 whenever you need it you can just come and run run of the protocols uh, once you've got to that portion of it okay so beautiful i trust that trust it will serve you well and what it will do it will accelerate you know your path accelerate whatever's coming up accelerate you go faster or bring you into your high, higher alignment so you can move more effortlessly and gracefully on your path mm -hmm. beautiful and when we're clearing ourselves, are we also clearing the collective that resonates with those wounds 
Yes, and because we're we're work, walking on the grids, you know, we 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 uh, we share a chakra with the earth, a thirteenth chakra. We we share with the earth. We have this unified chakra with her. So as we clear it, I I, I run the frequency down to the thirteenth chakra. So you automatically clear a little piece of the collective because you are a microcosm on the collective. You like the, a little insect on 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 a on an animal. You're we're a little consciousness being on earth who's her own being. So as we clean, of course, she gets cleaned as well. Well, I just want to thank you and I want to thank all the star seeds who are listening, stepping into their power, stepping into their purpose, following the call of their heart. This is how we do it. And we create new earth right here by this new vibration, embodying it. Thank you so much. I have a question I'd like you to speak to. When you were speaking, this is before the clearing, there is Destine who asks if you were sending energy when you were speaking because hands were tingling and skin was feeling energy throwing, flowing through it as if cells were speeding up. What's going on there, Chris, uh, uh, Christoph? Absolutely, yeah. So this isn't just words that I speak. There's a whole big amount of energy behind my words that are automatically providing activation as ketones, as key codes. And what they do is they open up little pockets of perhaps DNA-like zip files and suddenly the whole information packets open up available for you and I'm transmitting. So the whole session is like a healing session as we, as we speak. I'm just, every time whoever's listening, my, my consciousness overlights and starts coming through you. So this is why you, sometimes people feel quite activated after the session or sometimes completely wiped out. <laughs> wiped out, or even when we begin to feel the energies even before getting on this show. That's mm. amazing too, we can feel it even before we begin, so wonderful. Okay, uh, one last question here. Are earth seeds different from star seeds? <clears throat> yes, so you know they have a, a different DNA template. Earth seeds have a, uh, a diamond sun angelic DNA template, and they are here, uh, you know, on a planet. All that means is that they've had their consciousness established on Earth rather than another star system. And again, when I say this, there's no um, hierarchy of importance at all. It's just different coding, a different path that, that, that the consciousness has navigated life with. And so that, that is all really. So, yes, there is a energetic, there is a DNA difference between Earth seeds and star seeds. So dive deep within yourself and reveal that. That's how we do it. Beautiful. Okay, well, for more clearings from Christoph Melchizedek, please visit AcousticHealth.com forward slash special offers forward slash Christoph, and you will find his special offer. It's also available on this webpage. Christoph, thank you so much. This has been a magical time. We are all feeling more in alignment and really energized. And we are really loving planet Gaia and all of humanity. And I just mm. want to thank you again for this quantum conversation. Thank you so much, Lord. Always a pleasure to be with you. Sending my love to all you all. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. And now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart.
Thank you for listening to this quantum conversation and thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.